hello world people, things, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. I'm Ryan, as always, here with Jeremy. How's everybody doing out there today? First things first, before we get into like what we're doing here, um, the interview that we were going to be doing this week kind of fell through with some weather issues and whatnot, and uh, that'll be postponed till I think March, somewhere in March around there, but we'll... Um, keep you updated. Yeah, keep you updated and get back to that and hopefully get him all squared away to where we can make it happen. Social media stuff, you can find the podcast at Noise Advocation on Instagram, Noise Advocation Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Noise Advocation Podcast, or it might just be Noise Advocation, but either way, you search it. We're the only Noise Advocation. You'll find yep. it. There is a Noise Appreciation. That's that... just some asshole trying to bite our shit. <laughs> he started after us. Yeah. Um, Jeremy... Your Instagram is uh, Oldfast underscore F I F T Y O N E S E V E N. Oldfast underscore 517. You always say spell it out and then you spelled it out. Well, yeah, this time because nobody's been fucking following me. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't really get a whole lot of. Or if I do, I don't know that they're listeners. Yeah. So. I mean, if you uh, are a listener and you follow one of our personal accounts or whatever, feel free to reach out, say what's up. Also, I haven't posted shit due to the in-between house thing. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. Some new releases that I want to get into before we start our actual episode here. Recently, if you were listening to uh, not the last episode, but the episode prior to that and heard our interview with Illmatic, their full-length album, Watching the World Burn, came out on Friday last week, and you can go pick that up at Upstate Records. You can stream it everywhere. If you were in the Detroit area, they had a CD release show on Friday. Did that go off? Yeah, it happened. Okay. But I know there was a lot of people that lost power and shit, so I don't know if it messed with it really, but it did happen because I've seen a bunch of pictures from okay. it. It's fucking sick, man. Yeah, the album's really good. Definitely go check out the interview. If you haven't yet, it's episode 30. The album turned out great. I liked it a lot. I still, even though I already listened to the shit out of it, like leading into the interview when we got it early, yeah. I still was playing it the other day yeah, and listening to it, it at the gym and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it, it'd be a good gym fucking album for sure, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, another one that just came out recently is Ty Ferris's No Cosign, Just Cocaine 5, uh, which may or may not be the last installment of the No Cosign series. I don't know 100% sure yet. I think it should go to one more. Yeah, I believe he wants to go to six, but I don't know if he is going no to one. six or not. Because this one was called The Final Sniff. Right. So, I don't know. He does put out projects like crazy, so I'm sure the work ethic in him will want we'll make to another one, yeah. make another one. And plus, like, I like the uh, the artwork on the album quite a bit. How, like, from the first one to the fifth one, the skull kind of gets bigger and oh, yeah. meaner, like and it evolves fucking, more. And yeah. like, it started off as like a little tiny thing, and then kind of progressed and got bigger and badder looking. Last time I was talking to him, I was talking about how it it looks like how like the adaptation of like a final boss in a video game, like you see him early on or whatever, and then like oh, yeah. when you actually get to fight him at the end and he turns into something like fucking Resident crazy. Resident Evil or some shit. Yeah, like yeah. Resident Evil would be a great example. Yeah. I still um, jam and really dig fluorescent mud. Yeah. That came out not that long ago, man. That album's, f I love that album. Nice yeah, the little. producer, Seb Bash, just came out with a, I think it was an instrumentals tape oh, for right one of his other projects, and I think they were doing a Fluorescent Mud instrumentals, too, if I remember correctly. Sometimes I get the releases mixed up in my head, and I don't yeah. remember what's coming out when, or if it was just talked about, or if it was actually it's only happening. only like fucking 500 things coming out a week, you know? Yeah. Another thing that comes out next week, Jeremy and I were both just talking about this, is a band by the name of Majesties. Yeah, they're fucking dope, man. 
if you're a fan of like old Dark Tranquility and In Flames and that era of like melodic death metal at the gates, stuff like that, it uh, it's right up that alley. And I mean, it's really fucking good. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like the vocals sound shrieky and fucking evil as shit. And there's just so much like. I don't want to use the word melody again, even though You're I just right. called it melodic but, death metal, but that's what it is. You're like, right. uh, a lot of bands don't really do that anymore because they're, when that originally came out, like, that was like the divide between death metal and melodic metal. Right, right. Hardcore right. death metal people were like, nope, fuck that, can't do it, don't yeah, want because it. It's it not sucks. death metal. It's not death metal, yeah. it's not heavy enough, whatever, which I thought was fucking an ignorant way of yeah, looking at it and you miss out on a lot of really really good music because of it i mean if you're a fan of metal you obviously appreciate guitar riffs so like why wouldn't you appreciate melodic they, riffs they fucking and, like, ripped through this like judas priest man yeah there's only uh there's three songs out from the album right now it's called vast reaches unclaimed um, it does come out Friday, March 3rd from 20 Buck Spin label. And if you are a, a local listener and you're interested in picking it up, I will have it in the store on Friday as long as there's no types of delays or anything with the release. What else do I got? Oh, the uh, the new Rome Streets album was oh, yeah. just announced yesterday. Big Ghost is doing the production. And it was cleverly titled... Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> or no, no, no. It was. It's just wasn't built in a wasn't day. Wasn't built in a day. Okay. Which is a, I think, a clever wordplay for the Rome Streets name. I Fuck mean, yeah. Rome Streets in general is a cool name just because of just the play on roaming the streets is like a. Oh, it's perfect. I think I don't know. I think it's a really cool title, and the play on the Rome wasn't built in a day thing is a really fucking clever way to market that. And I don't really have, there. I don't see a track listing out there or anything yet or anything like that, but it does say that it comes out on the 27th, which would be tomorrow, which is actually today when you're listening because this oh, okay. will come out yep. tomorrow. So, De La Soul I'm looking forward to. I'm really glad that that shit is going through. Yeah, I saw them in stock at my distributor. Hopefully there's no issues there. I'm going to try to get them shipped out as quick as possible so they don't get, like, eaten up. And Yeah, that was one that I was... We were talking about that last week, mm-hmm. how, it, like, it was supposed to happen multiple times and didn't. This and time it looks like it's gonna. Yeah, so far, as far as I can tell, it's going to happen. Um, another new project that I've been listening to is a group by the name of Co-Defendants which is Fat Mike from No Effects, uh, Sam from Get Dead, and a rapper by the name of Cheshi Ramos, or Keshi Ramos. I've never known exactly how to say his name. If you're unfamiliar with him, go check him out. He's pretty cool. He's got a unique sort of style. But the project was formed together while uh, Sam was doing graffiti tags, to raise money to get Keshi out of prison. And then they met up when he got out of prison and started talking over making a project. And Fat Mike was kind of like on the outs because he was on his farewell tour and ending no effects, apparently, or allegedly, I should say. Uh, But then he announced on Instagram that he was in another band and starting a new band. Um, And it's like a, they called it like, crime wave it was a cross between hip-hop new wave flamenco and the beatles is what they described it as that's what we were listening to before we started yeah yeah i um that's the first time i ever heard it and uh i'm gonna dig deeper into it it's fucking catchy it's pretty cool it's got a like a a good mix of the three and then like sam and like the three members of the group like kind of bounce off singing off of each other so there's different vocal styles to different parts of songs and whatnot it's kind of like punk rock mastodon in a way but they do have uh doc is on the project and then they have like Henri osborne and a few other artists who are hip-hop artists that collaborate on the project with them and I did hear an interview, like, with DOC and Fat Mike about it on Fat Mike's podcast. Isn't it just called a Fat Mike? 
Not sure. Like a fat microphone. I, I, I think never, it's fat. I never listened to I it. I think it's Fat Mike's Fat Mike is what it's called. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. He's got like this clever little jingle that he makes for all of his like intro episodes. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Oh, where he sings about whatever he's going to talk about? Yep. That's cool. <laughs> like, and he, it's like a, you know how in that NoFX song where they're like, we're professional punk rockers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song. I can't remember the it's name like of that. the song. It's kind of like that, but like in a podcast ditty. Gotcha. Um, it's cool, though. It's funny. But yeah, new releases. Um, those I'll put, I'll, I'll put in the description. Um, oh, I forgot one last one. A uh, group by the name of Hell Ripper. The album is called Warlocks Grim and Withered Hags. It's just like a, it's like thrash metal meets death metal kind of. Okay. Um, I just seen like, there's like a plethora of metal Instagram people that I follow, and they're they always seem to be up to date with like the latest and greatest shit that's coming out in metal. So I get a lot of this stuff from seeing them post oh, right it on. or seeing it upcoming. And then, like, their record labels, too, I follow. So, like, that's how I found that Majesty's group was 20 bucks spin, announced it when the single came out. And then they've released a couple singles to create some hype around right. the album. And I don't know. I think it's going to – it'll probably hit, like, the best of 2023 list come the end of the year because I don't hear no, dude, fucking that shit projects like awesome, that at dude. all anymore. Sounds fucking real awesome. Another uh, band, like I mentioned to you before, that I got into is like a local Philly band. They're called Fool's Game. Straight up tough guy hardcore. I love that shit, though. That's like my fucking... That's what I love. I have not heard that. But and I heard about it through Joe Hardcore's podcast. Okay. So we're just biting all kinds of shit and bringing it to people. <laughs> But well, he, he, other he people might not, and I was like, "Damn, that shit's fucking heavy." Yeah, other people might not listen to those podcasts and might listen to this one. So it's like, fucking ten times better. However, we can uh, get the new releases out there to you. Like, it, I'd rather help spread the word from as many platforms as we can. Getting into the episode that we were gonna bring today, we're gonna go over band album covers. Uh, covers that created a bunch of controversy, covers that may be worth more money if this variation was taken off and later changed or whatever. Like hidden uh, shit in the fucking hidden meanings, albums. yeah. All that sort of fun. Which, this doing the research for this was actually really cool because yeah, there was fun. like a handful of covers that I see pretty much every day that I had no idea that the, some of the shit was there yeah. or some of the shit you could do. I and I also don't know what you put so i'm sure we'll have a handful of the, the same, same things right. but then you know as usual i'm sure we'll have other shit so i also have um kind of a list of censored shit and why like covers that got censored i know not cut like songs that got fucking censored oh yeah like yeah. we were talking about like for instance give me the loot give me the loot is uh you know one we'll get into there's another one. I think it's There's uh, a fucking lot of them, dude. After I started digging, yeah. like, and that ones that like, okay, here's an easy one. Protect your neck. Oh yeah, I never. Yeah, yeah. And That's I have right. the single. I never like thought six about fucking that. different versions, dude. And it, they don't swear on any of them. Yeah, Wu Tang put so many weird, crazy sounds into that album that you almost don't even realize that it like, like the cuts the, it out and like the part where I notice it the most is when Dirty's verse because it's like first things first man you fucking with the worst i'll be sticking head needles in your head like a fuck like block them twice yeah it's weird and it but it like it's like a cut scratch yeah. back like yeah, they, yeah. and no, it, it's cool. it almost like fits it to where it doesn't really sound like that it censors it but then when you yeah i never really thought about yeah. that and i only thought about it because it you know i saw it and i'm like and the only reason behind that is loud music figured they could get it on the radio easier that way which is true. It is true, but at the same time, like, the true fans want to hear that shit unedited. That's like, true. everybody that's wants to hear... 30 years ago, too. Yeah, and it was a lot... That was... Like, it was a lot harder to push shit like that yeah. on the radio. Like, we didn't have satellite radio that was like, ah, yeah. oh, you can put anything uncensored, whatever you want out there now. So, I, I guess... Yeah, there isn't even any streaming at that point. I guess the... 
the gimme the loot thing would probably be the same story as they figured that it wasn't really going to catch airplay if he was talking about kicking pregnant bitches. Did you, it, and it, I don't, I have not found, it's just said that someone rumored to be puffy thought it was too offensive. Yeah. When he's talking about, but I think it shows, like, to take out that word pregnant takes out the, like, the desperation of that character in that song, like, yeah. I wouldn't give a fuck if you're pregnant. Give me the baby rings and the number one mom pendant. Yep. Like, so now it sounds like I wouldn't give a fuck if you're, give me the, you know. It's yeah. just, and you like, you know what he says. Yeah. But. I could have sworn my CD copy didn't, like it said, I could have sworn it did. But it's just in my own mind. And then I checked it and of course it doesn't. Yeah. I think, it, like you said, it takes away the desperation and yeah. like. The severity of like what you're willing to go to if yeah, you're to like resorting money. to robbing to get money. Exactly. So and Biggie's such a like, if not the best, one of the best fucking storytellers in hip hop. You know. Yeah, because he paints like awesome listening pictures. to pretty much that whole album, you get an idea in your head of like a movie playing. Oh, out. definitely, man. It's kind of like Good Kid, Mad City. Like when you listen to that, it's like a movie playing out. Yep. And Biggie did it very well Fuck yeah. to the point of where, like, like that one song where they got the interlude and he's, like, getting shot at in the bushes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, Biggie's doing both voices, though. Uh-huh. For years, I didn't know that that was Oh, Biggie. that was him? Yeah. Yeah, man, that shit's tight. So what do you got for uh, oh, covers? Oh, my albums? I'm going to let you start okay. out here. So in the early 90s, and you've probably seen this one. You know the band Tad from Sub Pop? Yeah. And then, you know what I'm going to talk about? Eight-Way Santa fucking album. Oh, yeah, the yeah. white The White Trash picture. Yep. Yeah, so that one's pretty fucking cool. Um, And it was just a random fucking couple that they put on there, and they ended up getting sued for it. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's worth quite a, quite a bit more than the edited one because it got pulled. But it's like all, you know, like any of them. Yeah, I've seen the cover. I can't remember exactly what it looks like off the top of my head. Oh, it's just like... uh, I know it came up when I was looking at shit the other day. There's paneling in the background. I'll get the picture up real quick. And they're like, hug. It's just, it looks like some... No offense to anybody that lives out this way, but it looks like some shit I'd see back like in the woods partying and I'll sneak... No offense. Like a shitty trailer. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so um, her titties are hanging out. Uh, he's drinking. Mullet. It's awesome. Speaking of Sub Pop, was Nevermind on Sub Pop, or was that a different label? That was on... Um, I think that was when D- they went to That was another... on DGK. Okay. But it basically like a fucking Electra or something. Yeah. But, a subsidiary of. Yeah. That was another cover that's always met some controversy with the baby penis. And I know that, like, I was reading this thing that uh, said that Kurt only agreed to censor it if he put a sticker on it that said, if you're offended by this, you must be a closet pedophile. Yeah, which is fucking brilliant. It is funny, yeah. Because, I mean, realistically, like, I don't really think the cover is, like, offensive in any way. To me, it's just, it's just... I don't look at it in the way of like, oh my god, that's a dick. Yeah, I, okay, I remember seeing. He's that. He's just grabbing her titty. Yeah, I thought he was drinking a beer for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Never mind. To me, it was never really struck any nerve. No. But there was that that kid. I think his name's Spencer or something like that. That was kept trying to sue over the cover. The kid oh, that's the on kid. the cover. Yeah, there was a a story about that like a year ago where he would forever. He'd be like. He'd use that to, like, get laid and shit. And yeah. Like, hey, buy me a beer. I'm the kid from fucking Nevermind album. Yeah. But he recently went to sue them. And he's even got a Nirvana tattoo, yeah. like, across his chest. Yeah, he's a, he went to sue him for, like, you know, uh, what the fuck, like, damages a child. Whatever, some bullshit. And, yeah. and I believe it got thrown out. It did. Yeah. Because, like, the... I mean, if you're a, lo- a good lawyer, you look at that like, okay, you have Nirvana tattooed on you. Uh, your dad at the time gave written consent for yeah. you to be on the album. And I think it was like 50 bucks or something. Yeah, you got paid something real small. But yeah, it was, to me, it seemed like he was just trying to cash grab from that. Oh, for exactly. It's like, 
And Which I feel like people who falsely accuse somebody of something and then try to take it to court like that, like the Marilyn Manson thing that yeah, just yeah. happened recently, yeah. how he's got all these girls that are like, he raped me or sexually assaulted me. Or yeah, did I find this, all that, that shit kind of hard to believe, to like, be honest. Like, yeah, we know that Manson can be a weirdo and all that, but like the most recent one that I read was like, this woman was, she went on multiple tours with him, mm-hmm. like was a roadie, mm-hmm. and then claimed that he groomed and assaulted her or something like that. That's what I've been hearing. Like all these people are kind of using the same story. And yeah. you and I both have read his, his book. autobiography. Yeah. And I did like as a kid, like when I was like 12, you know. Yeah, I read it in eighth grade. Yeah, I was in seventh. And obviously that's a fucking long time ago. Yeah. And in that book, it gave me a completely different outlook on Manson. Because at that time, all you saw was what was perceived on MTV. Right. But Which you, was weird as fuck at the time. Right. So, and I mean, if you see any interviews with him sober, or uh, he was on like a haunting where he talked about um, being back at home in Ohio and there was... He went in this. Do you ever see it? Mm-hmm. And he went in the barn and satanic shit. Yep. And it's just a normal ass dude, right? Well, now he's a little different. Got a lot of money. Yeah, you got all these people yeah. lashing out trying to get that money. And I did read the other day that one of those statements got retracted, and she said that she was coerced by somebody else, certain actresses, to make those claims. And I feel like if you can sue for personal damages or defamation of character or whatever it falls under because somebody slighted your name and gave you a bad fucking experience like in this girl's case if she was actually assaulted if you retract that statement on that person why cannot why can that person who the accusation was against why can't they sue for defamation of character I think he can can you I'm, I think so because you, you the, should be able to because if you it'd can. be like if you file a like false police report, you're in deep shit. Yeah. So I, it, to me, it would seem like you're out there being like, "Oh, Jeremy Jacobs fucking rapes ten women at once behind the fucking bandshell," you know, like right. And obviously, you didn't. No, because ten women wouldn't sleep with me at the same time anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> I've got uh, these two kind of go as a pair. So um, I have never mind here, too. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I figured that would be on there. I didn't actually put mine on there. And, and but I don't when have you, any set number. I just have a bunch, you know? Yeah. When you brought up Sub Pop, it made yeah. me think of Nevermind good. or Nirvana. Uh, the Rolling Stones, their Satanic Majesty's Request, yeah, and the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So. I never realized that on Sgt. Pepper or on, yeah, they're on each other. Rolling Stones. Yeah, like, so on the Rolling Stones, if you look closely, like, hidden in the flowers and stuff, there's the faces of the four Beatles. Yep. And it's considered that they're being referred to as their satanic majesties, like the Beatles being the satanic ones. And then on the Beatles album... If you look uh, in the bottom right, there's like a little doll that's wearing a shirt and her sleeve says, welcome the good guys. And then here's the Rolling Stones like on her shirt. Yeah. Which album came first? Was it Rolling Stones or Sgt. Pepper? Sgt. Pepper. That's what I thought. And everybody thought that the Stones were biting, but everybody was into that psychedelia shit at that time. Yeah. And then like looking at the cover though, like they're different albums. Yeah, yeah, sound-wise, they're way, way different. Mm-hmm. But I can see how people would think that they're biting because oh, like, the, the color scheme and, like, the crazy costumes and weird shit. And it, the whole way that they were presented. Yeah, but clearly I think they were both kind of nodding to each other, oh, obviously, like, with the albums. So I don't know if they were ever at, like, I mean, they were in competition with each other, but I feel like they both had an underlying mutual respect for each other. Yeah, from the history that I'm aware of, and with those two albums in particular, was, well, okay, like, so the Stones were for the bad boys, and the Beatles were for the good boys, good girls. Yeah, the Fab Four. Yeah, and that's why they did that in the... Gotcha. With the Bushes and the good guy thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's how that was marketed. 
because I'm not a huge Beatles person, so I don't know. I mean, I know enough to know enough, yeah. but like, I don't know like all the little tiny nuances of everything. Oh, there's so many, dude. Oh, I know. I don't know them either. I just and I'm a bigger Stones guy than a Beatles guy. I agree. And uh, I love that Satanic Majesty's album. I actually have a deluxe version of it with like. Is that the one I that has? Lend it to you because it has a fucking. That has the lenticular cover on it, yeah. doesn't it? Where you turn it and shit. Yeah, and it has a a five point one CD. I should lend to you. Okay. I, I gotta wait about it. Wait till I set up my shit again. Yeah, yeah, just let me know. Yeah, I can't do multi channels right now. I'm only running two speakers and a center channel. Gotcha. Two. It's not even two one. It's just three point oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any subs. I only run two. Oh, you want to do another one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this is one of my personal favorites. No effects is heavy petting zoo. <laughs> oh, fuck, I didn't even. Did you think, forget about I it? Totally didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, so, um, there's like three covers for this fucking thing. Well, there's the eating lamb cover. Yep. And then there's the heavy petting zoo cover. So I have the eating lamb cover. Yep. And the dude is sixty nine with a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> it's drawn. It's cart. It's it's <laughs> fucking funny, man. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's like gross, but it's funny. gross, but yeah, it's cartoony. So yeah. it's not like a guy actually like. Yeah, that would that'd be too much. It would be, but even on the um, heavy petting zoo cover though, he's fucking cradling it, and it's like it looks like he's about to like jerk him off. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, but funny. But it is, and that album's a good album, by the way. Yeah, that's uh, definitely like. That's Fat Mike's sense of humor there, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Like, because it is like something that people who are into punk music would be like, "Oh, that's funny." And then there's gonna be the people that are like, "That's fucking disgusting." That's too far. But yeah. Yeah, it says. Um, so how that worked was the CD version got the guy sitting up, and the LP version got the eating lamb. Okay. So that's that's why when. Um, it came in, and I'm like, this is a different fucking cover. Like, yep. it is actually same album, the, right? Titled differently, and the LP supposed to have the '69 cover. Yeah, which I didn't originally know. I seen that in the Fat Records documentary. Oh, I talked okay. about that. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's a killer album to check out. Yeah. Uh, next one I got is the Police Ghost in the Machine, which I. I still have all my records packed away, or at least, like, the majority of them, so I wasn't able to try this out. I have some I couldn't try either. But if you... It's a digitized clock, if you're unfamiliar with the album cover. And the top of each of the number is a character representing each of the band members' hairstyles. Uh, I know Sting is in the middle with the spiky hair, and I don't know which is Andy and Stu, but one's on the left, one's on the right. But I've also heard that if you take the album, hold it in the mirror, the numbers will spell out 666. Oh, that's the shit. And I don't, I have the record, but I don't like have it handy to be able to try it, so I wasn't able to try it to see if I it knew did. the. I didn't know that second one. I knew that you could see the faces or whatever. Yeah. But... I didn't know the mirror thing. I'm going to have to try that. I wonder if that's one of those things that people kind of reach for, though, because I've seen some that are like, I don't know, dude, that's pushing it. Like, yeah. Oh, like questionable? Yeah, to where they're like, if you hold it here, you can see the face of a demon, and you're like, can you, though? Like, I right. see a horn, maybe, like, if it's that point, if you want to call it that, but like, It's all interpretation. So, yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin 4 is one that's good for that. Is like, oh, there's so much in that. If you open the gatefold and hold it in the mirror, it shows like a, a demon's face in the rocks. But to me, it looks like a bull. It doesn't even really look like a demon. Well, now but... that you say that, I guess I could see that being a bull. But see, you, I never thought, I always, it's a demon, so that's what you see. Right. And to me, it looks like a Taurus. Like, it just, it's perfectly like, bowl shaped it's not but i don't know who knows what if there's a devil what he looks like and, and another thing with that band was they put all that weird shit out there on purpose to just fuck with people yeah like all the backwards like, messages yeah, they were smart like that. man they knew yeah. what was up there was and then there's like different uh each of their like the band members symbols and stuff was laced into the album in certain spots too uh as always we'll uh 
make a playlist of these groups and stuff and some of the albums you can see the actual cover on streaming services and then some of them you can't like the heavy petting zoo one will be one that you can't i know that i think you can see heavy petting zoo but not eating lamb or vice versa i don't remember which i think you can see heavy petting zoo and not eating lamb that makes sense because it's less vulgar right or less immediately vulgar i should say yeah, I guess so. Okay, I got another uh, super sketchy one by Scorpions from 1976. The Virgin Killer original cover. And I'm even going to say that shit's fucked up. And and like we were talking before, something about Europeans, like, you can put little kids on your cover naked over there and they're, like, cool with it. I don't know. Because it's depicted as art in a way, I guess. It's which, fucking... I don't know. To me, it's like... The Nirvana Babies, one thing. But yeah. Like, if you take it to, like, the Blind Faith album, where that little girl's yeah. on the cover and shit, like, to me, that's, like, pushing it. Yeah. I, like, to, well, I don't know. that's what I, like, Blind Faith is pushing it, definitely, and that's another cover that obviously got banned. But the Virgin Killer one is, like, the girl is sitting in a position and looking at the camera in, like, a sexual fucking way that just takes it to a whole nother fucking, like, sketchy level, you know? So usually when I see that record now, it's um, they change the cover to a live show looking thing. Okay. Yeah. But I imagine that the old album is worth quite a bit. Definitely, I would assume. I didn't look up to see what it would go value, for, yeah. but I'm sure. I've never, I've never seen the original cover. Um, with that said, though, that leads me to the Guns N' Roses "Appetite for Destruction" cover. Uh, which would be the the robot rapist is what he's often yeah. referred to as, but it's just like this weird robot thing, and there's a girl laying on the floor that looks like she was attacked somehow. Um, that album, I know for a fact that the uh, it was later banned and turned to the uh, the cover that most people are familiar with, with uh, the skull faces of the band right. and the cross or whatever. Some, I know, like, some CDs and stuff, though, when you open it up on the inside, you can see the original cover. Yeah, and my LP, it's on the inner sleeve. Okay. So they kept it, but they, it basically became an insert instead of a cover. Yeah, and I, and I never thought that that, honestly, was that, I guess when they're cartoony like that, I don't see, I'm like, what's the big fucking deal? Right. I don't know. But, I mean, you gotta think that was... When did that come out? 83 or something oh, like that? 84 87. Or 87? Is that late? 87, it was really late. Yeah, it was real late, dude. They um, were like the last. Gotcha. But yeah, it was, I mean, different times. Things were taken into context differently. Like record labels had to look out for certain shit in different ways than they do now. Um, so yeah. It was different. Definitely. 87. 87? Yeah, I thought so. The last original cover that we sold out of here um, about a year ago, yeah. I think we sold it for 250 or 300 bucks. Damn. For the record. For an OG press? Yeah. That's sick. I want to bring up another one that I've uh, mentioned before um, to, to you, but not to anybody else. But the Jimi Hendrix Experience Electric Ladyland, the UK version cover, which I have seen. Thank you to john i believe that who's who owns it am i right ryan yeah it was john's yeah then that was it's uh i love that cover just because you know there's a bunch of boobs on it but yeah even it, they, they all... apparently didn't like it though like even jimmy didn't want to use it i think the, that jimmy didn't want to use it things a rumor see like, i think so too because... to me because like each one of these women, like, they're, it's all different styles of women. Like, right. there's, like, bigger women, skinny women, black women, white women. But, you know, it's all over the place. Um, but they're all holding pictures of Jimmy. And, like, to me, I'm like, I don't know, that's flattering. Like, why wouldn't you want that? And, well, like, the album was titled Electric, Electric Lady. Yeah, 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 exactly. So to me, like, I don't know. But, yeah, it is, uh, I had never seen the... his sister. Okay, so maybe she's trying to, like, protect his yeah, legacy well, in a way, yeah. but, like, to me, how's that really protecting him? So what, he like boobs and stuff? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see the big deal. And the regular cover, it's just, I mean, now that I know that that cover exists with all the, with the women, well, then the cover with its face on it that everybody knows is really disappointing. It's really lame compared <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, it's like, yeah. damn. So that's another one that I... I had never even seen the original cover until John brought it to me. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. Well, it existed. you didn't know there was one. I knew nope. it existed, and it was probably it's on my want list or whatever on Discogs, and yeah. been there for a million years. I don't know how pricey it is now, but I, I know he said he got it for a decent deal, but that was probably like in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair, dude. <laughs> Uh, another Beastie Boys licensed to ill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the numbers on the plane that are on the back spell out "Eat Me." Yep. And uh, the album name itself was a pun on the James Bond's "License to Kill." Yep. Which I guess I always knew that, but never really connected those two dots. I know that the original album cover, or not the covers, I'm sorry, the original etchings in the dead wax on "License to Ill." Oh say, yeah. Uh, one says get off my dick and the opposite side says uh watch your back and then like the two variations after that change it slightly like okay. i think one says get off my dick or i'm sorry watch watch your back get off my dick one says get off my back and then not watch your dick <laughs> but <laughs> something else but, uh, something else i can't yeah, remember exactly i just have exactly. a repop of it i don't have a um that's an album that they haven't really repopped too often they like it came out 86, I think, and they did, like, three or four different variations of it and had a U.K. press, a U.S. press, a Canadian press, and maybe one other. But I think the etchings of the Dead Wax all had different things in them. Gotcha. If you go on Discogs, it says, get off my bick. But I think <laughs> that's... I remember seeing Dick on the first one, so I'm what pretty it, sure what it What does it say Dick. on Discogs? Bick. Like, Bick. like the lighter. Get off my Bick. But it spells it out, like B-I-C-K. So I think Discogs just censors that you can That can't. could be. Yeah. The Rolling, we'll do the Rolling Stones again. Okay. And that's that's the, one of the toilets. Yep. I'll, I'll uh, bring, on the, other the, I'll bring <laughs> on the next toilet. Yeah, Bigger's Banquet. Apparently toilets weren't cool in 1968, and so... Most people got the album that looks like an invitation. Yeah, it's like a greeting card or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like come to the party. Yep. And um, I like, again, it's the symbolism of Beggar's Banquet to have, you know, the toilet and all that shit on the walls, and then you can look at it and see paraphernalia and whatnot. It's like... If I remember correctly, that bathroom was a toilet in a Porsche dealership. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In LA. Yeah. You, that is correct. I don't know what was up with the 60s and banning toilets, but another one, the Mamas and Papas, uh, if you can believe your ears and eyes, or eyes and ears, sorry. Uh, that literally only was banned because of the toilet. Yep. Like it has, if you're familiar with the album, it's the group sitting in a bathtub. And there's a toilet next to the bathtub, as in every bathroom is usually has both. But it literally got pulled in 66 just because of the toilet. That was yeah. the only reason. It wasn't like there was something in the toilet. Or like, it was literally a toilet. And so I don't know. All they what, did was fucking either put a sticker over it. Yeah. They, or the, you got the repop with the printed. What, uh, they changed it eventually to a urinal that had the track listing. Yeah, yeah, To yeah. me, I was like, it's still a fucking toilet. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Um, But the Rolling Stones Beggar's Banquet thing, they did bring back the original cover like in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And then now it's, I think, more commonly seen with the toilet than in the the, uh, invitation. invitation. Yeah. Yeah, I guess all the um, repop box sets that came out had the original one. Yep. Because, I mean. It's kind of weird that it's going to, like, 20 years from now, everybody's going to want the fucking. The invitation. invitation one, yeah, because it'll be less uh, funny. less out there. One that I thought was cool that I never really noticed, uh, the Bone Thugs East 1999 cover. If you look in the project windows of the building that's standing behind them, you can see Easy e standing in one of the windows. Oh, that's dope. I never knew that. I never um, owned that album. I know it, but it, again, it was like, 
as a kid, I couldn't afford to buy it. Yeah. And as an adult, I can't afford to buy it because it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. It's fucking expensive, yeah. yeah. That's one that hasn't been reissued in yeah, a really uh, long time. That's cool. I didn't realize they put Easy up in there. Yeah, I didn't either. But if you look at the album, he's like in the, it's in the very top left. Like you can see him standing in the window and it's just like him with his hat. Yeah. Fucking the, the typical picture of what Easy would look like, but right. he's just standing in the window looking out. That's dope. Um, I was going to, I'm going to bring up a kind of more of a metal harder Pantera far beyond driven original cover. Pretty disgusting. What's on the original cover? Oh, a drill going up. A, oh, that's an right. Asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they changed it to, it wasn't a skull that they changed it to. Yeah, it changed it into a skull, yeah. So it's supposed to go up the butt, and then they just put it, you know, and then it's blue and shit, but the original cover looked kind of, here. Well, that's kind of like, yep, that's kind of like Metallica's Metal Up Your Ass. Yeah. Like that cover originally had that, and then they changed it to Kill Em All. And that toilet, that's another toilet one that's awesome. Yeah, I guess that could have got. coming out of the toilet. Yeah, that could have got lumped into toilets, too. Hell yeah. I gotta write this. Fucking <laughs> put on some Pantera, and I did, and I have seen the. That's on like a bunch of lists, the Kill 'Em All thing. Yeah, that was one that I actually didn't think about till you said the the Far Beyond Driven oh, cover. Oh right, I'm gonna bring up uh, one more cover, Typo Negatives. Origin of the feces. Sniff. Yeah, <laughs> that's gross. But that is also a uh, an anus cover. Yeah, that was uh. Pete Steele. That's disgusting. Oh, it's really gross. It's like a HD image of a close-up <gasps> butthole. And the uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with the cover, like if you're easily grossed out, I wouldn't go check out the cover. But however, they did reissue the album uh, a couple months back, where you can peel off a sticker and scratch and sniff what? his butthole, which I think is like marketing genius. Yeah, it's like, pretty that is, funny. N- you can literally say that you are the only one in the only group who has ever gotten away and done that. Um, they did like change the cover though to it was like some dancing skeletons or some okay. shit. Kind of looked like Cypress Hill Four cover almost. Like, really? Yeah, it yeah. was like green and they had skeletons Skulls, everywhere yeah. and shit. Um, another that I got is this one's kind of all boring. Um, Iron Maiden Somewhere in Time. There's yeah, a, dude, I saw that pop up too. Yeah. So the artist who did all of Iron Maiden's albums uh, always put like a little uh, a little symbol of somewhere hidden in the album. Okay. And you can find them everywhere on each cover. But on Somewhere in Time, if you look in the windows, there's this is a very ba- boring painting written backwards. <laughs> I didn't get that though, because like to me that artwork's fucking awesome. I know. So I didn't understand what he meant by this is a boring painting, but maybe he was bored of doing Iron Maiden covers. I don't know. I fucking like that cover. I do too. That's one of like the coolest versions of Eddie. I think is the Somewhere in Time one. Next one on uh, on my list or whatever. It's not so much uh, band. It's just hidden shit, you know. And uh, and this is one I've had this record. For a while, I've been a fan of this band for a while, and I I never knew this, but on the Velvet Underground's White Light, White Heat, there's a skull, okay? I think it's more visible on some covers than others. Right, and on mine, like I have an original copy, but the shrink wrap is still on it. Uh And earlier I was like kind of fucking with it to try to see it, and I'm like, I don't even want to mess with it. Yeah. So I'd rather leave it on. Um, but apparently it, a skull tattoo of this dude that was named uh, Joe Spencer, and he just hung out at Andy Warhol's fucking factory. And they were just like, oh, that works. I mean, there was no nothing really no behind reason it. For it. I mean, that's typically how a lot of Andy Warhol cover goes. Right. Is like, he's like, this is art. Well, yeah, and then, or whatever. And the one before it was the banana cover yep. where you peel it. So... Then you get this all black cover, so to fuck with people that they'd lightly put that in there. But like you said, um, to try it, it's I I couldn't see it. And there's other ones you gotta have ultraviolet light too. Yeah, there was a uh, David Bowie album. Yeah, Black, uh, black star. star. That if you hold up to ultraviolet light on the star, 
It spells out his name. The stars underneath spell Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some... There's, there's a, some hidden shit in the star. Yeah, there's all you kinds put of UV light on it. And yeah. then he did a couple other things, too. I do have, like, three different Bowie albums on here that I'll kind of get off real quick. Yeah, go ahead. The Diamond Dogs cover would be probably the most popular of the controversial covers where Bowie's half man, half dog. Uh-huh. And then when you open the gatefold up, like, and spread the whole cover out, like, the... The dog half of him, you see his dog dick and dog balls. And it's and really not that big of a deal. No, no, not at all. Because, like, think how many people have dogs where you yeah. know, dogs are just hanging out all day. Yeah, it's not like it's out. a like, big, hard fucking dick or anything. Yeah, so, but that got taken off for whatever reason. I got a funny story about that. Go ahead. When Steve was at the thrift store, Howard pulled up one day with a box of records, and yeah. I happened to be there, and... I saw that there was diamond dogs in there, you know? So he comes into the store, we bullshit, we go back out. And I'm like, hey, man, does, does that have the fucking dick on the cover? And, like, mind you, I just met Howard. Fuck, you probably would want the one with the dick on it, wouldn't you? Like, he just straight started <laughs> fucking with me, dude. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I set myself up. And yeah. he did not have the dick cover. That sounds like Howard. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, the Ziggy Stardust cover on the back where he's in the phone booth, um, you can see Bowie with a boner. Um, those pressings are worth a little bit more for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know that it was actually, like, banned, but they did change it to, like, a further panned out shot on the later represses. Yeah, you, it's not, you can't see the shadow of his cock. Yeah. Um, and then the man who sold the earth also where he's wearing a dress. Yeah, and he, in an interview, claims that it's a man's dress, which, I mean, maybe that's a Brit thing, I don't know. But uh, that one wasn't, like, banned, but was met with a lot of people being like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why are you... But Bowie was kind of always in that yeah. controversy. Like, for the Ziggy Stardust album, like, he claimed to be bisexual, and, like, that was his bisexual alter ego was Ziggy Stardust, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, Mine was always the Thin White Duke. yeah. The fucking Nazi. I thought he was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he had but quite he was a... like mad coked out at that time. Though. He had quite a few covers that had kind of little different things to him. And then some of them were just Bowie as his face. Like yeah. the Hunky Dory covers supposed to be uh, a famous glam model who I can't remember. Lauren something. I can't remember her name. Oh, that he did the same pose? Yeah, like where he's pulling his hair gotcha. back and stuff. Uh, yeah, pretty. Those much. were the only Bowie ones I had, though. You can go. Yeah, there were these three that I knew of. Another one that I, I don't know, I don't believe this one, but apparently, in Fleetwood Mac's Mirage album, they're holding Lindsey Buckingham's holding hands with Stevie Nicks, Stevie's heads back, and apparently there's a face in there. I seen that, but I didn't see the face. I didn't see. I don't see the face. I couldn't see it. I have two. Again, I have like two copies of that album. One's like foreign. I don't know what country, and then an American one, and they. I don't see a face. I yeah. mean, you have to really. I think, I think that that's another one of those reaching things. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, Fleetwood Mac, though, on the cover of Rumors, there is like the. I don't know. Most people, I think, probably don't realize this because yeah. it's not. It doesn't stand out on the album, but Mick Fleetwood is standing on the album and he's got those two little pieces of like his suit vests that are hanging down between his legs that look like balls. Yeah, that's a that's a old toilet apparatus. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I just actually saw a recent interview with him where he was talking about that and somebody's like, you know, like you got the original ones, you know, and he's like, yeah. "Are you kidding?" <laughs> Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here with the oh, yeah, the guy shaking a, the other guy's hand and the one guy's on fire. So that's supposed to be a depiction of how the music industry burns their clients by, like, screwing them over with royalties or, you know, many different ways that have been fucked over by the lucrative yeah. music industry. But the man on fire is supposed to be the symbol of the man who's getting burnt, and then the guy shaking his hand is the depiction of the music industry. Yeah, Welcome to the Machine really ex- kind of explains that cover pretty well on that album. Another one in that same vein that's uh, completely different, but in the same sh- depicting 
the music industry and the world in general is totally fucked is Michael Jackson's Dangerous album. Yep. And um, I never, like, again, I never noticed how fucked up that album cover was until I looked into it. And I, like, and I have it, and I looked at it and was, like, looked at it a million times, but I never really yeah. looked into it. And There's it, a ton of albums that are like up. that, that yeah. you don't really see the small little things until you either somebody brings it up or you're looking at it from a different perspective and you're like, oh, shit, I never thought about uh-huh. that. Yeah, it's it, it really explains, you know, a lot of about Michael Jackson at that time. Yeah. Where he was, you know, hiding from the world and you got P.T. Barnum in the bottom just like with a cold fucking stare. Yeah. And I don't, it's fucking interesting. And all the, like, when you look at it too, it's like it looks like it's symmetrical. But when you really look, everything's fucking different. You know, like the little there's little angel people, right? One's one's playing. Three of them are playing drums. Three of them are playing like cellos and uh, violins and shit, or just weird little things like that. But there's a lot going on in it. I always thought that was uh interesting. Uh, Alice Cooper, "Love It to Death" is another one where yeah. he. Uh, I actually learned this here. I never seen the uh, like the original cover or whatever. Yeah, or that is the original cover. But the I'd always seen the the remake where they airbrush his arm out of it. But he's got his thumb like poking through his uh, what he's wearing is his dri- or not a dress. <laughs> I was reading the Bowie thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got his thumb poking through his zipper to where it looks like a penis. And uh, we had one here, and, like, we sold it to a guy, and he, like, showed, and I was like, oh, shit, I never even... Oh, and it was untouched? Yeah, I never even realized that. That's cool. But they airbrushed his whole arm out of the thing, like, in the future pressings to where it didn't show that. Oh, shit. Jane's Addiction, they have a couple albums that were... Album covers that were controversial, band or whatever, and I, I fucking love this album cover from Nothing Shocking with the two girls... And their heads are fucking on fire. And it's that's like I don't know, it's one of their biggest albums, I would say. Two women sitting in a weird chair. They almost look conjoined. They you know, and I believe that it's it's a weird effect. But yeah, their heads are on fire and shit. And they're just nude. Got banned. And then of and then lyrically in it, it you know, it's all about heroin, so that and but it sounds happy. I mean, that's what I I love Jane's addiction, man, and I didn't really um, get into them until that's later one of those in life. bands that I've always been aware of, but never really dug into. Yeah, dude, dig. They're the shit. I think it's because you see Dave Navarro on so much stuff now that you're just like, eh, yeah, whatever. You, yeah, that, and you're right. And that's the turnoff of it is like Dave Navarro. But if you look past that, it's good to go. Yeah. I mean, and he, he, that's fucked up, but he's like a fucking good guitar player, man. I mean, he knows what's up on this shit. But I, would, I just see him as, you know, fucking Ink Master season 37, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of how I look right. at him as at this point. But, I mean, that's not fair, though, because he did do a lot musically, so. He was with the Chili Peppers for a minute, too. Yeah. Uh, Three Dog Night, Hard Labor was oh, a cover that I, I really. about that. <laughs> I, I think this one's hilarious. Yeah, dude. Um, it's like a, a half dinosaur, half woman um mannequin looking thing like it's not like a but she's giving birth to a bloody record which that's so dope i mean a record's 12 inches in diameter so like that's a huge birth but she's got like dinosaur feet and it's a it's a weird fucking album cover but they replace the later pressings with a big ass band-aid that goes over the cover so if you can find the earlier ones that without the band without the band-aid they're worth not like a lot but they're worth more than what the band-aid ones are right on i only ever see the band-aid ones i've yet to see a original in the wild anywhere i've never seen that i can think of at least i've only seen the band-aid ones same with the mamas and the papas i've never seen the toilet no neither have i that's I always a, look for them because that's uh, a record huh? that's like in every fucking collection that we buy out. But it's always an edited. It's version. always an edited version, oh, or shit. it's always like where they got the track listing on that side or whatever. 
I have one more that um kind of fucked up and it is CKY's volume one. So their debut album has it had like the senator that committed suicide uh on live TV. Uh, what was his name? R Bud um D W Wire Y E R. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, vaguely. So this yeah, this guy's getting charged with all kinds of shit. Um and he's gonna have to resign or he's gonna go to trial and he gets on like C SPAN and straight blows his head off on national TV. And you can see it. I wouldn't suggest it. It's pretty fucking graphic and disturbing. But CKY put a depiction of it, like a, a stop photo of like his brains coming out the top of his head. But on the cover itself, it's like the cover is um like a flat matte color and then that dude's like glossy and shiny so it pops you know what i'm saying um and i think that that's pretty uh that's pretty fucked up man like that is fucked up because i mean you're just it's like that didn't have that at the time that this album came out it was only like 10 years old since it happened so you got to think like that that guy's family members are still, like, around and shit. Yeah, they'd be wanting to sue over yeah. it and shit. One that I seen that I never knew there was an alternate cover to this. So uh, a West Coast group by the name of The Coup, who's kind of like a West Coast uh, yeah. dead presidents, rage against the machine, that sort of thing, very, like, political driven. Um, their their album party music i've only ever seen the album with like it's like a martini glass with an olive in it or something and it just says party music the original album was set to release in september 2001 before 9-11 happened oh okay so the original album cover had boots riley who's the front man of the group and pam the functress standing in front of the exploding twin towers um, which was meant to be like a statement against capitalism. Right. And it was like a drawn Twin Towers. Okay. It wasn't like a real... And this was, again, before 9-11 happened. Now, 9-11 happened, and they were set to release the album, and it, obviously they couldn't fucking release it. Right. But I thought that was a really bizarre coincidence that they... Predicted it? Pre- not like predicted it, but they were using that building as a statement against capitalism, and then like something crazy fucking happened to it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's like, I, nobody else could say that that happened. Like yeah, that, no, to me, that to me, that to me was nuts. I was like, holy shit. I don't know if the album ever got printed or put out with that cover, so I'm not sure if there's like more valuable pressings out there of it or something, but. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's pretty. That is fucking interesting. Or I guess "cool" was a, no, yeah, a bad word for that. But yeah, you another. Get what I mean. um, it was intriguing. I, a, a movie-related trailer. Spider-Man did the same thing. He was swinging in the trailer attached to all the films. He was swinging on the twin towers, and they had to take that out. Yeah. And I've seen the actual trailer for it, and I know who has copy of it but he won't give it up you know who you are if you're listening <laughs> another one this was the last hip-hop one that i had there's not really a whole lot of hip-hop covers that got banned um or like had hidden meanings and shit uh but kendrick lamar's damn uh if you flip the album over it's the only one i don't have i think there's a a listing of all the tracks but in the middle of the album, like there's a black part and a white part. But the white part where the divide goes in between the black and the white, it shows the last letter of each of the songs. And it's supposed like if they're jumbled around. But if you unscramble the letters, it spells out death to the leader. Um, and then there was other people that had uh, earth led to death and hater led to death that like were all spelled out in there. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. I never really noticed that. And then... What leaders? Do you think he's talking about the president at the time? I don't know if he was talking about the president. So, Damn came out in 2017. So be Trump or Doodle. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, probably. Probably. And then To Pimp a Butterfly yeah. has a bunch of people standing in front of the White House, which was meant to 
depict like like all the people that are in the album cover were like all his friends and stuff that he grew up with uh-huh. and he was like showing that he wanted to take his friends around the world with him to experience like what he gets to experience being the artist that he is and then there's like kendrick in the middle holding yeah. a baby but if you look at the bottom there's a judge who kind of looks like reagan okay um, but he's laying on the ground and he's got his eyes X'd out yeah, yeah. and they're all like standing on top of him. See, I've looked at that album so many times and I never noticed the fucking judge. I know I've never, I, I haven't looked at it a million times, but I never noticed the judge. And I always took that as, um, at that cover. I never, I thought it meant like with him holding the kid, like this is the future. This is who's taking over the free world. I That's think what there I always is, took it. I think there is that to it too. But from what I read, it he was like to... the actual photo shoot itself was to bring on his friends and stuff to yeah, put on the cover. It's fucking dope. Well, yeah, they would have edited in the White House anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if they I actually that. like. I, that's went... one of my favorite album covers from like the last twenty years. Yeah, too. it is a really good, cool cover. Um, the last one that I have is Led Zeppelin's "In Through the Outdoor," and I was talking to you about this yesterday when you were yep. here. Uh, The album has six different covers. Um, They're all the same bar scene, but shot at different angles, and it was originally released inside a paper bag, so you didn't know which cover you were getting. Uh, But when you take the paper bag off, you see a guy sitting at the bar from one of the six angles, and he's got like a smudge on the, the, um, the album cover. If you pull the inner sleeves out of the album and rub them in water they're black and white when they start but if you rub some water on them like if you took like a A damp cloth or even like a you remember like watercolors and shit yeah yeah painting sets that you took one of those brushes dipped it in water and ran it along there because there used to be coloring books that would do that they had like hidden ink in them and you'd get get the brush colors and a brush yeah you'd get the brush wet and then rub the color or rub the uh, black and white part and it'll turn the inner sleeve colored yeah i was like i don't want to try it yeah i like i didn't know that and i see that album all the time well uh, think of the that's like it doesn't gimmick. have six fucking covers dude like back then nobody did that shit no and that's gonna be everybody like huge fans are gonna be like i need all six uh, yeah and it's zeppelin so they're out there yeah and the fact that you didn't know which of the six you were getting made it even harder it's kind of like when Felt 3 did the three picture discs yeah. of Aesop, Murs, and Slug, but you didn't know which one yeah. you were getting. But then eventually they put a little sticker on them of each you one tell so you which, could tell. Yeah. Zeppelin has uh, you know, another one. Houses of the Holy is kind of controversial. Same thing. Little kids With on the rocks. Kids. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I think it was to symbolize like the the end of the world like the kids were like climbing up to the last like fiery bit of the earth or whatever and again i don't it's it's a more it's depicted it's not an actual photo so whatever you know again like ryan said fucking english you know yeah they got all types of weird you gotta remember fuck jimmy page was living in alistair crowley's house so who knows what kind of shit he was on yeah um one that I didn't have on here and one that we've talked about before, but one that I just thought of because you're wearing a Mayhem shirt yeah. is the obvious Mayhem cover of fucking of dead. Dead's brains blown out. Um, we talked about it, so I really don't feel like we need to touch more on it. And most people who are familiar with Mayhem are obviously familiar with the story. Uh, uh, Steve actually had a copy of that at his thrift store. The record or the CD? The CD. Yeah. And... Uh, he was like, it's either 40 or 50 bucks. And at the time. That's pricey for a CD. Oh, fuck yeah. And I was at the time like, dude, if you pay fucking 30 bucks for a record, you're fucking insane. Yeah. And I re- that's probably like the one of those times where I regret not buying something would be that. Because I have not seen one live since. Yeah, you don't see them very often. And I believe some dude from like, you know, out of, out of way out of town fucking stumbled in there and was like, shwoop. Because he knew. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda. You regret 100% of the purchases you don't make. You, oh, I know. Somebody told me that once. It's caused me to spend a lot of money. <laughs> I think Travis said that once before. 
for some I don't reason. Remember. Steve told me that. But that's all the covers that I got. I don't know if you have any more. Um, just the uh, Cannibal Corpse. Basically, all of their covers are controversial one way or another. Yeah. Um, Were any actually banned, though? Oh. Yeah, banned in different countries. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But in America, no. And yeah. usually the one that stands out is um, Butchered at Burst, where the, obviously, which I, I still don't. They haven't, have they repressed that or just hard to fucking get? Um, I think it got redone two years ago. Okay. I think. I know they did the bleeding and vile. Um, or no, is it non so vile or vile? No, non so vile is cryptopsy. Uh, yeah, vile. Yeah. I, I got a story about that. So, like, talking about my mom earlier and fucking she had to let reverb out and shit and we were out of town. So, I purposefully put that cover and that album like out so she could see it and but she never said anything dude which made it even more creepy i'm like how does that not bother dude's got his fucking willy chopped off yeah and she's just like do 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 didn't say anything she's probably used to seeing all that crazy weird shit yeah maybe but anyways that's all i got for uh today's episode yeah man it's uh one thing i i couldn't find that i wanted to find out which i'll I'll update and I'm going to continue to dig on this is there's a Tupac song God Bless the Dead there's a part right in the middle of a verse towards like three quarters of the way in where there's it's just blanked out and I have not been able to find out why yet I think um, I have to there's an Eminem song that has a bleep out in the middle of it too I think it's Toy Soldiers I can't remember for sure and there's a Kendrick one too where there's just, others where yeah. it just bleeps it right and I'm, out. Yeah, and I was happy that I found the give me the loot thing, but yeah, no. I still want to find a copy that has it not. I don't know where, what it's on, I don't know. or what they did it on. I'll have to dig into that. But if it, if it was, it could have. By how I read it, it sounds like Puffy fucking did it before it got pressed. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, he edited the fucking shit out of all of his tracks by putting his annoying ass laugh and uh-huh. shit all over it. Yeah. Which to me that's yeah. why that's why Ready yeah. to Die is better than Life After Death because, because he's there's not on less it. fucking puffy over yeah, it dude. being like, Yeah, yeah, bad yeah, boy. You're right, dude. I, I fucking hate that, that shit. Fucking, dude. That it, like, ruined ruins that album. Life After Death for me. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah, motherfucker's annoying. We'll get on it. We can get on that and annoying people and music yeah but anyway that's all um, i got that's all we got so like comment follow subscribe help out our social media shit uh, yeah get on YouTube, around man. tell your friends get this shit monetized and uh yeah tune in next week we'll have some more stuff i'm trying to line up uh, another interview for next week i don't know for sure i shouldn't have said anything now it'll fall through but uh Hopefully we'll have another one coming up next week. If not, we do have some stuff lined up in March for sure. So Yep. We're next week is March actually. But yeah. Yeah, everybody take care, fucking listen to good shit and look for the playlist with the episode. Yeah. And definitely check out the new Ty Ferris, the new Omatic. Um that Majesty's album that's coming out is fucking awesome. Like I said, if you're a fan of In Flames or Dark Tranquility, you'll love it. All right, we're out of here. Later.